Hello and welcome to another episode of Sounds Like Comics, the podcast devoted to all things comic books in movies and TV. I'm Luke. And I'm Jay. Welcome to the podcast. Today's topic, Wes Craven's Swamp Thing. This is your warning. We will be talking spoilers. I had no idea this this movie existed. I knew it Especially existed. By, but... like horror legend Wes Craven. Yeah, and, and this is two years before A Nightmare on Elm Street. I knew the film existed, but until now, I'd never seen it. I'd seen bits of the TV series, which I knew was a thing. So I'd seen bits of that years and years ago. So that came out in 1990. So Swamp Thing in live action, obviously DC Universe, when Warner Brothers launched the DC streaming service in the US, Swamp Thing, as a TV series, was one of the main things that they had on there. But going back to 82, they'd already made this movie, Swamp Thing. Years later, they'd done The Return of Swamp Thing. So that's two live-action films. And then in 1990, they did that live-action show, which I believe went for more than one season. And they also did a Swamp Thing animated series. So there has been so much Swamp Thing. But there you go. You didn't know this was a thing until now. No, it's just hearing that, I'm like, is it because it was such a, like, monumentally acclaimed uh, comic run back in the day that they're like, oh, if something's going to work live action and taken seriously, it's going to be the Swamp Thing. Like, that's really going to be my only thought because of all of the characters from the DC library to get multiple attempts at live action, Swamp Thing would not have even scratched my top 50. No, but, you know, they they were doing it. I mean, this is before Michael Keaton Batman. This yeah. is four years after Christopher Reeve first made us believe a man could fly. Like this yeah. is so many, so many years ago. So like, right, okay. So 66, we did Batman on the small screen. 78, we did Superman. 82, let's do Swamp Thing. <laughs> let's. Yeah. It's such an, an odd progression. I mean, obviously, they also had Linda Carter Wonderland by this stage. Of course, so, yeah, in the in the 70s, yeah. But, you know, they have to get Batman, Superman, Wonderland. Like, that's the trilogy. Of course, that's where they start. Number four. Swamp Thing? Like yeah, just... again, 82, because I'm thinking on TV, the John Wesley Ship Flash TV show, that was 1990. Yeah. Like, Flash, absolutely. Aquaman, Green Arrow, anyone else. And all those char- characters have had TV series since. But Swamp Thing, not where my mind goes. But, you know, it's a, it's a creature feature, isn't it? It's a monster. So although based on a DC comic, it's not so much a superhero, although he, he is being heroic, like we do see that from him, but yeah. he's not like putting on a cape and, you know, so it's a different yeah. kind of thing. And having, I mean, Wes Craven, like, you know, this is Wes Craven's swap thing. And, yeah. you know, it is um, before an Atman Elm Street, but... He'd done The Hills of Eyes, maybe part two as well by this point, Last House on the Left. So he'd been making a name for himself, more so horror. This is like horror elements, but sci-fi, action. 
And then after this, Craven went back to horror where he was doing Nightmare on Elm Street. People Under the Stairs, I believe that was him. Yeah. The Scream movies, which just revitalized his career. But back back then, though, the film did well on home video and cable, and it was followed by a sequel. Ah, Return of Swamp Thing came out in 89. So it's one of those films that has developed cult status. But back then, I don't... It wasn't like the biggest thing. I've not got box office in front of me, but the budget of this film was 2.5 million. Yeah, it's, it's definitely... Watching it, it, it's got a very strong, like, drive-in cinema feel. You know, like, like you said, creature feature, just given so many touches. I mean, some of them are very Wes Craven touches, but some of, a lot of it is just, it's Swamp Thing mainly in name only. I mean, you've got Alec Holden, you've got Arcane, and... That's about it. And uh, obviously it takes place in swamps of Louisiana or Florida. I can't tell which one because I don't think they ever actually give us a location. It's just a swamp. Um, And all swamps in the US depicted on screen look the same. I'm going to guess Florida because they use those wind boat things uh, around raids at one point. So that's where my brain naturally goes. Well, it's usually... Louisiana, and I think that I think yeah. it was Louisiana in the most recent TV series they did. Yeah, um, but typical Wes Craven things, uh, tropes, no, uh, no, like talk or anything at the beginning. It's and has someone arriving at the location of where the movie is going to take place quick line of dialogue of like, oh, Dr. Holland's already been working here, and it's like 10 minutes later and everything's already happening. There's no there's no preamble, there's no build-up, there's no... Let's introduce the characters and get an idea of what their personalities and characteristics are. It's plot, 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 uh, and we're off. It's been 10 whole minutes. Let's get this baby fire, this firecracker lit. Yeah. Um, I mean, it does have a short run time. It's like 90 minutes. Like, it is... Yeah. It is quite quite a short film. And you mentioned Alec Holland, played here by Ray Wise. I know him from Reaper. That Same. TV series that ran for two seasons. He played the devil. I believe he was in Twin Peaks as well. I think a lot Twin of people... Peaks. He was the father of uh, Sarah, Sarah Palmer? Something Palmer? Uh, he was the father of the girl who dies in the first episode Laura. that kicks off the whole show. Laura, <laughs> Laura Palmer. I've got to be How honest, I though. could not remember that. Well, and I'm about to say, it's a blind spot for me. I've never seen it. Always wanted to. Never seen it. Yeah. But even I know what she's called, Jay. I've never actually, <laughs> never actually seen it. Cultural yeah, so, phenomenon. So he is Alec Holland in this. Initially, they wanted him to be both Alec and Swamp Thing, but two different in size, and then they did some makeup tests where it was going to be wise for close-ups, but in the end, they went with a different person. They went with Dick Duroc, who was originally going to be a stuntman for the project, but then went on to actually play Swamp Thing in this film and the next. Yeah, Um, which is 
funny. Also, and looking at the other people in this movie, like uh, Wes Craven's eventual wife, Mimi Meyer, as a secretary for Arcane, and she pops up in like all of three scenes. Um, <laughs> very small cast. Uh, most of them you don't need to know anything about because you've got uh, Louis Jordan as Arcane. No reference whether it's his first or su- su- first name or surname from the comics. I'm pretty sure it's his surname. No, it's Anton. His name. Anton Arcane. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you've got Alice Cable, who having only read the Vertigo stuff by uh, Scott Snyder. She wasn't in it, so I'm not familiar with her at all. I don't know whether she was created for this specifically or if she's a pre-existing character. Um, she, so my... she is created for this. She's a female version of Matt Cable in place of Swamp Thing's comic book love interest, Abby Arcane, who is the yeah. – she's the niece daughter or, or, or daughter. Niece or, yeah, niece or granddaughter or something like that Like because right. the Arcanes are like a – a wealthy family, maybe with supernatural ties, depending on which iteration you you read. But yeah, we um, do we do get Abby Arcane in the sequel, The Return of Swamp Thing, and I believe she's played by Heather Locklear. So there, <laughs> yeah. there we there we go. But the the actress playing Alice Cable, Adrian Barbo, she yes, she's not exactly the damsel. She's very competent in in her own right i've yeah, seen very her west in, craven as well yeah i've seen her in a couple of things she did another comic book movie also in 82 creep show it's been a long yeah. time and that was based on the i think was it ec comics it's a long time since i've seen the creep show film but yes she did both films in 82 in 92 she went on to provide the voice of catwoman on batman the animated series Oh wow! I thought it was very interesting. Yeah, just ten years apart. Yeah. Um, but none of these actors really um, stand out. I mean, Ray Wise is one of those actors that I see pop up in a lot of things, especially from the nineties. And as you mentioned, Reaper, um, he Quinn doesn't Hicks stick around. Being his big, big um, yeah. credit, I'd imagine. Um, but he's only long though, and it's understandable uh, why. Like he 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 needs to die for Swamp Thing to be a character in this movie. And again, they, they were going to try and have him play both parts of the character, but he didn't work. So he he leaves. You do miss him because he's got a certain presence, and then yeah. he's gone. We need to talk about the kid. Can we talk about Jude? Played by <laughs> Reggie Bats. I looked into yeah. this a little bit because he's it's almost like he's doing a comedy bit. You know, like he's like he's playing this larger than life character, this kid. And basically that he was local to the area. And I'm sure he, he was a working actor, but he was local to the area. And because of that, they didn't need to stick to the strict SAG guidelines that they would have done if they'd have got somebody outside of the area. So I think that just means that they could do long shoots, nighttime shoots, and not have the usual restrictions you'd have if you were working with a child. But um, yeah. but yeah, it is 
it is what it is. And, you know, I think, I think he's fine. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's a kid. You don't want to, I don't know. He's, you don't want to like review a kid negatively, but I don't know. He's, he is he's still doing dialogue. I wouldn't he call is. it acting. And he's, he's doing a, a particular thing. It's almost like he's doing like an SNL sketch. Like, I don't know. There's just something. Yeah. I mean, he stands out and then all, and yeah. then just like, just inserts himself into the situation. And then all of a sudden it's him and Alice and they're getting put in all these dangerous situations and Swamp Thing appears and saves them. Yeah. And then there's more peril. And then you've got Anton. And Bruno as well. Like so you got Anton and Bruno going through the transformations. And it always like baffles me, like in movies, TV shows, whatever. And there's this like, experimental drug or experimental potion. And it's like, I think we've got it safe enough. Let's just try it. And then Bruno is transformed first. It doesn't go well. And then Arcane transforms into this wolf type creature and yeah, I don't know. It all it's, gets very silly. Yeah, it's funny because all I can say about the plot is it happens. Like, there's not a typical like three act structure. This whole movie, it's they get there immediately. Arcane's guys attack to get this formula, which they don't even go out their way to explain why they want it in the first place. It's, but it's supposed to be some kind of super fertilizer to allow plants to thrive. That's supposed to be the whole thing. I had to take that out of, out of subtext because it's not stated outright and there's, it doesn't actually get cr- properly um, told to us, the audience, or delivered in any kind of information that would make sense. I had to intuit that. And then it's just like a whole bunch of wandering around the swamp with Alice getting attacked and by Arcane's goons and Swamp Thing turning up periodically to help her and until finally the he this he speaks and she starts to figure out that oh wait, is that Alec? And then Arcane stops is wants him alive because like, oh yeah, I can get the formula from him and then it turns into this whole other weird thing and you're just yeah it's all very generic creature plot this happens this happens this happens gratuitous boob shot because it's the early 80s and then uh final showdown with monster arcane monster versus swamp thing it's yeah. so yeah that's, 80s it's that's it that's it in a really the um the boob shot is referenced apparently that's the european version that was intended for u.s audiences and there was some sort of mix-up and they accidentally distributed the wrong version to the u.s and they got complaints and it was a it was a whole thing you know there's there's a name somebody that worked on this film as a producer that went on to have a lot of success michael e uslan are you familiar with his name at all Michael Uslan, is that the name is rings a bell? Who where do I know him from? From the 80s onwards, you would see his name in the credits of anything Batman. TV, film, his name is there. He's one of the so he's a producer on this film. 
He was one of the people who brought Wes Craven into the project after having purchased the rights to the Swamp Thing comic as well as Batman. He did it in the early uh, 80s. I'm talking like, did. like anything that Batman appears in, he gets a producer credit. Like because in the 80s, rights. yeah, but in the 80s, you know, I guess Warner Brothers kind of figured who's interested in Batman because this is 82. And it had been earlier yeah. than that that he got the the, the rights to Batman and obviously yeah. Swamp Thing. But there'd been nothing since Batman 66, which ran for three seasons across a couple of years. They got that yeah. one theatrical film, and that was it. Yeah. So he's like, hey, can I give you some money? Can I get the film and TV rights, Warner Brothers? I mean, I don't know why you want them, but yeah, sure. And he's done very well out of it since. So it doesn't matter. Chris Nolan, Batman Begins, uh, Batman v Superman, Lego Batman. He's a producer on all those films. Wow. What an oversight. <laughs> Maybe. That's why we keep getting Swamp Thing. Why we've had two live-action films, a live-action TV series, an animated series, and part of James Gunn's DC Studios announcement, we're going to get another Swamp Thing film, and no doubt he's going to be a producer on it, Michael Uslan. So there you go. So, so weird. It just, yeah. Like, again, for this, it makes sense for a creature feature for the early 80s. But just, yeah, I just, I'm still, I'm still scratching my head over, well, Warner Brothers, like, yeah, who'd want to make something with Batman? And two, yeah, Swamp, like, so much Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing related, yeah. Three Swamp Thing TV series, one animated, and we're about to get our third Swamp Thing film. That is so much yeah. Swamp Thing. But no, it's interesting with that announcement James Gunn made, and everybody's like, oh, it just seems so random. And I'm like, well, hang on. Outside of the authority, which is something that does stand out from the rest, James Gunn's saying they're going to make a Superman movie in Superman Legacy. Well, Warner's did Superman the movie in 78. They're doing Batman, the Brave and the Bold. Well, we've got Batman 66 with Adam West, and then later Michael Keaton in 89. They're doing a Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow film. And a lot of people are like, wow, Supergirl, really? Helen Slater, Supergirl, 1984. And they're doing a Swamp Thing film, Swamp Thing, 1982. So it's like as random as it seems at face value. It's, it's like it's the same James characters Gunn always reached to. <laughs> have gone back and looked at what Warner Brothers did first. Anyway, just an yeah. observation. Or, like you said, it's some weird producing thing that some deal they already have in the works that they have to use. Well, out of the five films... Michael Uslan is a producer on two. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you there go. There you have it. Something we should probably mention is the uh the the costume for the swamp thing. Um very much a guy wearing rubber. Yep. There is one scene in particular, side profile, as he's walking on his leg, you see a crease. <laughs> like where the yep. material is just Folds. he's folding yeah. over as he's walking. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, it's early 80s. It's a hard costume to pull off anyway. I mean, I did a really good job on that 
uh, recent TV series on HBO Go, but this that's with modern techniques. Yeah, they yeah, they for a yeah. creature feature back then. But that got cancelled. So something think... that had to be in wet or wet a lot. They were just walking through the swamp. Yeah, I mean that's it. But that recent Swamp Thing TV series cancelled. So you just you know, the movies aren't doing that well, or they're getting cancelled. Warner yeah. Brothers are like more Swamp Thing, please. <laughs> let's do <laughs> let's do more Swamp Thing. But I think for the time though, it looks fine when. When you've got Swamp Thing and he's looking like side to side, he kind of needs to turn his, his whole body. You know, the whole Batsuit problem they had. Yeah, with, the Michael Keaton. You know, from Keaton up until Batman Begins, you know, they had the same problem where Batman is turning his whole body to turn his head, and you're seeing yeah. it here. But it, it, I don't know. It, it looks fine. With Wes Craven, you've also got a Friday the 13th connection, Sean S. Cunningham, who directs that first movie, Friends with Wes Craven. Well, this film shares a composer with the Friday the 13th films in Harry Manfredini. He's done hundreds of scores, um, and a lot of those, well, not a lot, but some of those are the Friday the 13th series. So there's some similar themes from there that you get here. It's not quite the Jason kill, 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 kill. Yeah. You're not quite getting that, but yeah, I don't know. There's there's some some overlap. Um yeah, so so there we go. Something if you're gonna rate this film out of five. It's gonna sound harsh, but for me, this is like a two out of five. Um very much a product of the time, very much a creature feature. As I said, I can see this being a Saturday matinee or um something that you go to see a drive-in through the sort of stuff that you know i i know heaps of people into horror and especially west craven and this era that would lap this up but it's so it's so lacking like character development and all that sort of stuff it i just found it like swamp thing in name only um yeah so it's it is what it is i i can see the appeal for so many people but I'm not one of those guys by yourself. Yeah. We're saying Swamp Thing in name only. I do like that they use the comic font, which often yeah. just, they they miss the mark on that. Often they just won't like they'll use their own font. It's more generic. Where you get the font from the comic on screen, that was pretty cool. Well, what you're saying about Swamp Thing in name only, I think powers wise, yes. Like he, he's not, he's not. I mean, Swamp Thing's like an all-powerful character. He isn't yeah. here, but they did enough, I think, to have him actually look like Swamp Thing. Like if they just showed you an image, like who's that? Well, he looks like Swamp Thing. But yeah. issues you with the, you could take the guess, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the, yeah, that's Swamp Thing. But again, he's not this powerful creature of the green like we've we've come to know on the comics but yeah like you i'm going to come in at a two out of five and um, it's yeah. just a novel thing isn't it a dc film that not everybody knows about directed by wes craven it's yeah. like and it's such an odd little thing. film he's trying to protect the her from these people who are attacking her and he just keeps on coming into water and might like, just kill him like yeah. you're the you're supposed to be like a, a creature a monster like just just get it done so strange 
I will be watching The Return of Swamp Thing out of curiosity. iTunes have now got a remastered version of that film. So just out of curiosity, I will watch it. But this first movie, one and done, I'm afraid. I don't need to see it again. I'm glad that I've watched it. Good to know that it exists. Uh, people should watch it if they've not seen it. Just have, you know, being a DC Comics film director by Wes Craven, it's worth it for that alone. But yeah, one and done for me. Don't need to watch it again. Yeah. Well, that's it for our episode all about Swamp Thing. If you'd like to contact us about this episode or suggest a topic for an upcoming episode, you can find us on Facebook as Sounds Like Comics Podcast. You've been listening to Luke and Jay, the guys from Sounds Like Comics. See you soon.